Hey there, pals. This is Blaine Hill coming to you from the overcast, but still lovely Chapin, South Carolina. I'm, uh, this is a coming to you from the Simply Stated Studios, which is, of course, part of the Havern media empire around the world. Um, today is Thursday, the 23rd of April. Uh, we are still quarantined somewhat from the old coronavirus, though the governor of South Carolina looks like he's He's made the decision to open up some businesses. School buildings will remain closed, as you probably know. I'm here, though, to give you some uplifting news and some encouragement. Uh, so um, I'm going to read to you from the book of Ecclesiastes in the third chapter. It's a passage uh, that you might know, uh, even if you're not a, a deep Bible scholar or a regular Bible reader. The birds had a song uh, decades ago that covered it. Uh, to every season, to everything there is a season. Turn, turn, turn. Let me read uh, to you from the scripture. This is the third chapter of Ecclesiastes. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Well, that, that sums up uh, the decisions we're in right now. Uh, the time to embrace and a time to not embrace. Sometimes the, the old words of scripture come through and they're literally helpful. Uh, now we are in, in a time to refrain from embracing and shaking hands and even spending time uh, with people uh, that, that we don't absolutely have to. Of course, in, in ancient times, people would have experienced diseases far more often than we do. So they, they probably understood that being around or not being around people um, was an important part of that. Uh, we are in a national exercise in making distinctions, and that's what this passage is, is about, making distinctions, the time to heal and the time uh, uh, not to heal. That sounds strange, doesn't it? But then war is the time not to heal. Making those, those kinds of distinctions, making those choices uh, is what we're in a, in a national posture of doing right now. Should schools and businesses be open? Or should they be closed? Making the distinction between what time, discerning what time it is. Um, how long should this quarantine be and for who? How many people can safely occupy a shoe store? Uh, who knew that that would become the great public health question uh, of our time? Maybe not the great, but how many people can be in a public space? Discerning those things. You know, <clears throat> on a large scale... First, I want to stop and say hey to everybody who's uh, tuned in. I sure appreciate it. I can see James's name and some other people have joined us. And we're talking about uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, that there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. And the hard part, of course, is to, to discern the time, to, uh, to know what time are we in. And uh, on a large scale, we can see this. Uh, it, it's complicated in that we have to think about public health on one hand. You know, we've got to think about our economy on the other. 
And a, a third thing that we, we should probably pay attention to is our civil liberties. To what degree can the government encroach upon us? All of these things are very important. We have to breathe. And we have to be free. And we have to buy groceries. All of those things mixed together. We have to be able to buy groceries and have a place to do it. Um, so as a, as a nation, we are discerning what the time is and what are the appropriate actions. You know, on a more personal level, we could say, um, when is it reasonable? This is a question my family's asking. When is it reasonable for us to visit with family members? They've been quarantined for a number of weeks now. We've been very much limiting our social contact. And um, we would really like to be able to visit with, with family. And when is it appropriate for us to visit? And when is it the time to not visit? Uh, discerning that time is really challenging. Um, we know clearly that there's a time to embrace and a time to refrain from, refrain from embracing. Uh, and we're at the point of needing to discern those. So here's the thing. How do we make such decisions? I saw um, uh, a, a joke really recently, a meme, and there were... Um, Two pictures, and you would, will have to have read a newspaper and know what the editorial page is maybe to get this. Uh, but uh, they had a sort of point-counterpoint uh, editorials. On One was that we need to stay home. And it was from the dog. The dog was saying, listed all the health reasons. Uh, and then the dog also wanted to point out that it was nice to have people in the house and the walks. Let's not forget the walks. And then the counterpoint, of course, is from the cat. The cat is saying, we, we need to get the people out of the house and let me return to having uh, the roam of the house, except for that dumb dog. Now, that's a silly way of just making light and a little fun of the situation, but it points to something. Sometimes we make decisions sim- simply on our personality and our preferences, and that's perfectly appropriate to be a guide uh, to our decision-making much of the time. We often make decisions based on our preferences, based upon our personalities. Uh, But that's not sufficient to make these kinds of time-discerning decisions for health, for economy, for uh, liberty. All of those uh, require something more, and that something more is called wisdom. And wisdom, well, what's wisdom? So Dallas Willard, a philosopher and a Christian, uh, he taught at the University of Southern California, he taught philosophy. And uh, which is the love and study of wisdom. So he uh, explained wisdom as a deep understanding of how the world actually works and having the insight to know the best way to navigate in that world, to actually make yourself, make your way into the world. So wisdom is that uh, true understanding of the world as it actually is. And then to be to know how to make our way forward in the best possible way. That's what he understood wisdom to be. I think that's a great definition. It, it's, it, it takes into account the world as it really is uh, and then has the insight to be able to think into the future, to take other people into consideration, to be able to weigh and balance possible consequences and even understand that we can't know all the possible consequences. That's what wisdom is, to, to truly understand the world as it is and to be able to make our way in it. Well, Ecclesiastes uh, lays that out, that we need to pay careful attention to the world. I'll flip back for you here. I'm going to read to the beginning of the book, just a quick verse here. And this is the one. uh, Let me just read it for you. 
Our narrator says, I devoted myself to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under heaven. So our writer here in the book of Ecclesiastes says, I carefully studied everything under heaven and all the forms of wisdom, and then lays out many things. I have to say, it comes to some fairly bleak conclusions. But one of the things our narrator, the teacher, understands is this, that there are, we need to discern the times, such as a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Um, so where do we get that wisdom? And this is what I wanted to... I want to really leave you with. Where do we get that wisdom? Well, we can observe the world uh, for one thing, but sometimes I notice I just cannot gain the wisdom I need. There's a really a good a piece of very good news in the book. Still up? We're still up. Uh, I'm going to reread that. Uh, did y'all get the verse from James? Did it come through or no? It's worth hearing again. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. If you lack wisdom, simply ask is the point there, and God will give it. Here's something amazing. James puts in this little describer of, of God, um, who gives generously without finding fault. And uh, there's lots of reasons in my life people can find fault with me. Um, I have certainly have my faults. And sometimes it is that I am foolish and stupid. Uh, but God sees that we lack wisdom and doesn't, uh, doesn't hold that against us in giving us our wisdom. It's, it's a key insight for me, because, perhaps because I think of how foolish that I can be sometimes. Uh, but God doesn't say, I'm not going to give wisdom because that person's a fool. He doesn't find fault for our foolishness and withhold wisdom from us. So as, as you are making decisions discerning the times for your family, for yourself, I really encourage you to simply ask God for the wisdom that you need. To, to say, God, please give me wisdom in this circumstance. And as people of faith, I think we need to pray the same. I know we need to pray the same thing for our leaders. Um, those could be the executive officers we see like governors and the president, but also the people who are supporting them, challenging them, giving them information, bringing their wisdom and understanding of the world. Uh, all of those who are involved with discerning our time, knowing whether it's a time to embrace, boy, I long for that, uh, or whether it continues to be a time to refrain from embracing, which it still is, and so we're struggling with that. So all of us, we can ask God for wisdom for ourselves, but also let's be sure to pray uh, for the leaders who, who have to make these very challenging uh, decisions and have to make a careful assessment of the world as it really is, uh, not as we might like it to be or hope that it would be. So I encourage you to pray, pray for our leaders in that way. Um, I certainly ask that you uh, pray for those of us who are leading within the church too. Um, leadership, small or large, leading in your home, leading in your family. Let's ask for God's wisdom and uh, because he's promised to give it to us. Well, uh, friends, it's been nice to visit with you uh, again this Thursday, and I certainly hope that you are well. If there's anything at the church we can do to help you, uh, reach out to us. Give me a phone call. Send me an email. If there's something we can do, uh, we'll try to do it. And that may just be that you need somebody to talk with. A couple times a week I talk with someone and I realize they, they're lonely and they need some company. And boy, 
uh, would love to talk to you if that's, that's the situation you find yourself in as well. Uh, the information for our worship services should be in the Facebook link here or the YouTube link, wherever you're watching this. Hopefully you'll be able, you'll know that we're worshiping online here at Facebook Live and YouTube at 8.30 on every Sunday and that we have, we are streaming our service at 10.30 as well on Facebook. We are continuing to plan for drive-in worship services where you come to the church at, for the 10.30 service, you, uh, you drive in, you pull in, you stay in your car, and then tune in to 87.9. Um, God bless you all. Maybe we'll have a word of prayer now, and then we'll hope to see you soon. Heavenly Father, please give us wisdom, and give our leaders wisdom as well, we pray, uh, and the courage that each of us need to pursue the right action to make our way in the world. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you all, and uh, it is good to visit electronically, uh, though I wish we could be in person. Uh, but soon, let's hope that soon it will come to be a time for embracing uh, as we wait in this time to refrain from embracing. Love you. Bye-bye.